guys, welcome to Getting Mindful with Megan. I am currently sitting in a closet in my sister-in-law's house. My kids are downstairs going crazy. And there was this big part of me that was like, eh, should you record this? Like, whatever. And then I was like, no, I do the things I say I'm going to do. Or I'm going to commit and I'm going to do this. And so if you hear crazy kids downstairs, just know we're just, we're just doing our best. We're just doing it anyways. So today I want to talk to you guys about one of the niyamas of yoga. In yoga, the Patanjali, one of the ancient yogi, one of the first like yogi philosophers, I guess you would say, he came up with this eightfold path is what it was called. And what it is, is it's like these steps to bliss or steps to oneness with God. And one of the steps is mastering and living into the practice of the niyamas and yamas. Niyamas and yamas are personal and social code of conduct, to say we could call them, that yogis need to live by. And when they live by those, it will bring them closer to God is the idea, closer to their highest self, whatever you want to, whatever you want to say. So the yamas are the social ethics. They're like how we handle and deal with other people. And then the niyamas are personal ethics, how we handle and deal with ourselves. And so for the purpose of this podcast today, we are going to talk about my favorite niyama, the one that I just love so much, and it's called aparigraha. Aparigraha translates from Sanskrit to English to mean non-hoarding or detaching. And I think that if you've listened to my minimalism podcast, I've probably used this word before. But today we're going to talk about it in a little bit of a different sense. Instead of non-hoarding, I want you to think of it more as letting go. When I think of aparigraha, I think of like loosening the grip, surrendering letting go of past beliefs or things that no longer serve you. I want to talk about this because I've been coaching a lot of people lately on their thoughts. When I coach people, what we do is we go through and we start finding limited beliefs in your mind, thoughts that aren't serving you, right? We find these beliefs that you believe and we look at them and we just observe them. We bring them to the light is what I like to say. We just bring them up to the surface. We observe them. We see what they're creating what fruit they're bearing for you. And then if we feel inclined we just and ready, we work on shifting them and changing them into new thoughts that are going to more purposely serve you. So what I've found as I'm coaching all of these people is that the ones who are willing to let go of the thoughts that aren't serving them, even if they feel true, even if they feel right, they are the ones who make the most progress. They're the ones who evolve quicker. The ones who want to hold on to the thoughts that aren't serving them are the ones that stay stagnant. And that's what I'm really starting to see. And so let's today talk about why we hold on to thoughts that aren't serving us. Like, why would we ever do that, right? And then let's also talk about how to shift and let go. And at the end of this podcast, I'm going to give you a little meditation for you to practice letting go. So first of all, why do we do this? Well, let me explain it, okay? Our brain loves to be right. It likes to be right more than it likes to feel good. And I like to explain that our brain is like a really great investigator. So what it does, it's like, no, not an investigator. Yeah, like an investigator or a detective. Like what it does is if you start thinking a thought, like let's give you an example. Like, okay, I'm gonna believe that, like like maybe your sister was rude to you and you're like, oh, my sister doesn't like me. And you have this thought. Your brain wants to be right. It likes being right. It feels really good to be right. And so what it does 
is it starts looking for evidence for whatever you want to believe. So if you want to believe your sister doesn't like you, if you start telling your brain that, oh, my sister doesn't like me, my sister doesn't like me, and you start thinking that thought, your brain is going to start looking for evidence for it. So you're at the family party and your sister like, you know, just kind of brushes you off a little bit and your brain's like, see, doesn't like you. And then she is talking to your kid and she's like, hey, you need to stop doing that. And you're like, see, she doesn't like you. That's why she's doing that to your kid. And your brain starts finding all the evidence for it because our brain likes to be right. (sighs) Our ego (laughs) likes to be right. So let's talk about this. Like, what if it's just okay for us to be wrong sometimes? What if it's okay for us to make the wrong decisions? What if it's okay for us to have a thought that wasn't serving us and we decided to just let it go because it wasn't right for us anymore? We're kind of complete with that thought. I want you to think about this idea because what I'm noticing a lot as I'm coaching and as I'm coaching myself and doing my own work is that we like to be right. Our egos like it. Our pride likes it, right? Pride feels like I need to be right. I think confidence and like true spirit and like our highest selves are okay with being wrong sometimes and are okay and they're humble, have enough humility to be able to be wrong, right? So what happens is I'm coaching people and I like to think of it like this, like in order to be right, they're like squeezing a cactus in their hand. Okay, so there's like holding on to this cactus and they won't let go of it. And they're like, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Like, this is a big problem. Like, my sister's so, she's not like me. It hurts. And they're holding on to the cactus. And all they have to do is just let it go. They just have to practice a little parigraha. They have to practice a little bit of humility and be like, maybe this isn't 100% true. Maybe. I'm a little wrong about this. Maybe I could look at this different and feel a lot better. But instead, our brains are like, nah, no thanks. I just rather be right. And it's really, really interesting. Okay. So I think that's what's going on a lot of the time is that our brain just feels this need to be right. We have this natural man, this ego, this pride, this part of us that has this need to be right. And what I think is life gets really good when we can let go of this need to be right. And we can just allow ourselves to be wrong sometimes. So we really hold tightly sometimes to things that don't serve us. So I want you to think to yourself right now, what's something in your life that you're holding to that maybe isn't serving you? Like, Is there somebody you need to forgive? Is there a grudge you're holding? Is there a job you're staying in because of like scarcity mentality? Is there thoughts about money you need to let go of? Is there thoughts about family members? Are you thinking that you're not capable? What do you think of yourself? What are these thoughts that are hurting you? Let's bring them to the light. What I love about coaching is that what we do in coaching is we literally like bring these prideful or ego thoughts out into the surface, out into the light. We look at them and we examine them. We just observe them without judgment. We just look at them and we say, what is this creating? Is this bearing good fruit or bad fruit? And then from that space, when we can look at something with complete like eyes of non-judgment, then we can really make the shift and make the change and change our hearts and become and evolve and feel better, (laughs) feel so much better, right? I love this idea, okay? So Jesus Christ, 
He said, resist not evil. All of us have parts of us, natural parts of us when we come to earth, right? We all have this like natural man. We have shadows, you could call it. We have thoughts of pride. We have feelings. We come because we come to this fallen earth. We come and we have part of that fall apart of us, right? And Jesus Christ said, resist not evil. Now, my whole life, I always thought that that meant like resist evil, like don't, don't go near evil. But I'm actually starting to view this a lot different and you can take it or leave it. This is just my interpretation. Okay. But when he said resist not evil, I think when we oppose opposition, when we resist evil, when we hide it, when we tuck it away, when we don't look at it, when we fight with it and we say, no, I'm right. This is right. I can think like this about our evil (laughs) or our shadows or the parts of us that aren't so perfect. It makes it really hard to change them. But when we're open to observing those parts, when we're accepting of our shadows and our evil and the natural part of us, we allow those things to come into the light out of shame, out of darkness and into the light so that we can look at them without judgment and we can make shifts and changes. This to me is the atonement in my personal opinion. And I love it. I love that idea. The whole idea is letting go, right? Letting go and letting those parts of us come out into the out of hiding so that we can really see them and change them. So think about that for a second. Is there something in your life that isn't serving you? Is there a problem coming up? I really believe that a lot of our suffering is a sign to us that we have something that we need to examine, a thought we need to examine. So is there something in your life that you need to examine that's hurting you, that's holding you back? For me right now, I've had some indecisiveness, which I know doesn't feel like that bad of a thing, but I really believe that like aimlessness is a vice. I don't think it's actually a a very godly characteristic to be like aimless and indecisive. And so I'm really working on this. How can I look at that and bring it up? Like, why am I indecisive? Is there fear? What's holding me back? And how can I let go of that? How can I trust more deeply? How can I find more faith in my circumstances? So I want you to think, is there a cactus you're holding on to? And I want you to recognize that whether or not the cactus feels true, whether or not the cactus feels right, you don't have to keep holding on to it. Like you can just let it go and be done with it. So you have this thought about your sister. She doesn't like me. And your brain finds all this evidence for it, right? Well, all we have to do is we just have to realize like we can just like let go of that thought. That thought, my sister doesn't like me. What is it going to create for you? When I think my sister doesn't like me, then I feel shameful a little bit. I feel rejected. I feel disapproved. And it doesn't feel good in my body. It feels heavy and it feels dark and it doesn't feel good. And when I feel like that, I either act by like not going around my family, staying hiding, like isolating, or I get really annoyed and I blame. I start getting mad at her. I'm like, no, you're the problem. Actually, you're rude, blah, blah, blah. Or um, if I think my sister doesn't like me, a lot of times I act by like not inviting her places, not being around her, not being myself around her, right? Because I'm worried about what she's thinking. And so if we're thinking that and we're feeling that and then we're acting by like isolating and stuff like that, what's our result going to be? Your sister probably isn't going to like love you, right? Our thought becomes our result. It's really funny. 
But when we let go of that thought, when we're able to just release the cactus, whether or not it's true, even if your sister really doesn't like you, thinking that thought's not serving you. So instead, what we can do is we can just like let go of the cactus. We can just breathe it out, let it go. And we can say, I like my sister. I'm going to believe my sister likes me. I'm going to choose thoughts like, even if my sister's having a hard time with me right now, I love my sister. And we're going to focus on those thoughts, the strong ones, the ones that create the results you want. You know why you care that your sister doesn't like you? It's because you love her. So what do you need to do? We need to make a result. Like if we want sister to like us and we want, or we want to love sister and not feel annoyed or not feel sad or whatever about that, then what we need to do is we need to decide thoughts that are going to create that result. I want to feel love for my sister. And so what am I going to do? I want to show up the best for my sister. So I've got to think like, I love my sister regardless of how she feels. My sister is a good person. She's going to see what's best. She's going to see the best in people. I love my sister. And then how do you feel? You feel confident. You feel good. You feel connected. And then what do you do? You probably call your sister. You probably talk to her. You probably apologize for things you've done wrong. You probably give her the benefit of the doubt. And then guess what? A lot of times your result is good things, right? Good things with sister. So funny though, like we hold on to all of these these things that just are not serving us just in the name of being right. What if we just decided, I don't have to be right, brain. It's okay for me to be wrong sometimes. It's okay for things not to be perfect. It's okay for me to let go of something and just decide that I am done with it. And I love this idea. Instead of like, I'm letting this go and it's gone forever. I'm just like to tell myself like, okay, I'm like, this thought has done its job. It's shown me a part of myself that I would like to shift and change. It has done its job and now it is complete and I'm ready to let it go because it is complete. And so I like the idea of just saying like, this thought is complete. So you guys, I just want you to think tonight. I want you to think as you're listening to this, what's something you can let go of? What's something in your life that you might want to shift? What's something that you really can that just isn't serving? We can just like be done with. It's just complete now. You saw it. It's okay that you had it. It's okay that you're done with it. Just let it go. So I want you to close your eyes. This is the meditation part of this podcast. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to get in a position where you're really comfortable. And I want you to like open your heart. Because I think there's a vulnerability to being wrong that we need to get okay with, that we need to practice, that we need to get comfortable with. We need to get comfortable with being wrong, with doing the wrong things, with thinking the wrong thoughts. Because when we're comfortable, we can bring them to the light and we can shift them and we can start to become better and evolve. So I want you to physically open your heart. What I like to do is I like to put like a pillow or a bolster if you have one underneath your back and lay down on it. And so you're opening up your shoulders and opening up your heart. Your heart is like at the tallest part of your body. Your head's leaning back. But if you can't do that, I just want you to like expand and open through the sides of your shoulders. I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine whatever that thing is. What is it that you want to let go of? And I want you to take a deep breath in through your nose. It's going to sound like this. And then I want you to forcefully let it go out of your mouth. It's going to sound like this. And we're going to breathe this out three big times. So if there's somebody you need to forgive, if there's a thought like this person is rude, I don't like her, that you just need to let go of because it's not helping you. It's not making you feel better. It's not doing anything for her. It's not resolving the relationship. It's not helping anything. I want you to breathe it in and I want you to really let it go. Allow your breath to just force that out of you. So we're going to do three big breaths. Let's do it right now together. Take a deep inhale. Two. 
Hold it. Now let it go. Two more times. Inhale. Exhale. Let it go. One last time. Breathe in. Exhale. Let it go. Good. I want you to do this. I want you to practice this. We're going to practice letting go, releasing the grip on these old beliefs, these thought patterns that are not getting us the place we want to go, not giving us the results we want, not making us feel good. We're going to let them go. We're going to practice a parigraha in this way. So it's going to take humility. It's going to be taking okay with being wrong. It's okay to let go of those beliefs. It's going to be okay not being a perfectionist. I know that's hard for a lot of us. It's going to be okay with B minus work. It's going to be okay. That's how we're going to do it. We're going to do it through humility. So we humble ourselves by allowing ourselves to be wrong and allowing others to be wrong, letting go of pride, letting go of ego, and shifting into thoughts that will feel better. I love you guys. Thank you for listening today. Hey, if you liked this, will you please subscribe and share it with your friends? Will you post it on your Instagram or on your TikTok or wherever? And also, you guys, I want you to know that I am taking coaching clients. So if you're interested, just DM me and we'll either get you on a waiting list or we'll pop you in. So I'm excited to talk to you guys. I love you. DM me. Let's coach. Talk to you later.